Doug Hamp, welcome to the Edge Broadcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Man, when's the last time we got together, bro? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. It's been quite a while. Well, all right, man. We're, we're going to be talking about a great subject tonight. This is, this is awesome. Hybrids, Hades, and the image. Now, that sounds like some serious goings-on coming our way, Doug. Tell us about it. Well, yeah, so actually I, I wrote a book, uh, Hybrid Hades and the Mount Hermon Connection, and what I decided to do, uh, I had you know wrote, I had written Crypting Image Part One, uh, and I really decided this discovered there there's so much more to talk about. So what I did is I went back all the way, and this was inspired because in the Book of Revelation, it talks about the uh, the beast, the that you know, and then a woman that's riding this beast, and you hear about this dragon, and like where did John get these ideas? So what I did is. I went all the way back to the land of Shinar, and that's what we call Sumer, and there's a whole field of study of ancient Sumerology, and there's a lot of amazing texts that talk about a dragon, and it talks about a beast, and it talks about a woman riding the beast. There's even iconography that uh, shows a woman riding the beast, and so what I did, I was able to go and really discover who these characters were and i believe that once we understand who the characters were then we can understand far better what the story is that we have in the book of revelation mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about dragon now are you talking about literal dragons or are you talking about the beast you're talking about the devil satan who are we talking about well yeah so the dragon is certainly satan i mean we knew that that that's not a big surprise but sometimes it feels like the things that the book of Revelation comes up with are kind of out of the blue. It's like, where did this idea come from? Mm -hmm. But when we understand that this dragon is talking about uh, an ancient god named Enlil that we find in Isaiah 14, 12, whom mm -hmm. we often refer to as Lucifer, but his actual ancient Hebrew name and ancient um, Sumerian name was Enlil. Then you find that he was everywhere, and he had a lot of aliases or a lot mm -hmm. of uh, different names that he went by. And what I found just absolutely amazing was that you see how prolific the influence of Satan was in the ancient world, mm -hmm. how he held something called the Tablet of Destinies. And the Tablet of Destinies are what gave him authority over the affairs of uh, mankind and the world. And as long as he held those, he had the authority. But Part of the story that we learn, of course, in the Bible is that Jesus came and he took those back. So that's part of the story. But then there's another part of it, which is Satan will need to get that back in the end times, in the final days of this age, so that he can then carry on with his plan for world domination. So mm -hmm. there's a lot to the story. Well, world domination, that seems to be the, the plan from as far back as there ever was. I mean... Um, now, it says that in Noah's generation, all flesh was corrupted except for Noah and his family. Mm -hmm. So, was there an attempt? Um, or first of all, I guess I got to find out. Do you believe there is a, a pre-Adamic race? Uh, I don't find that in Scripture, so I, I don't hold to that. Okay. Well, some do, some don't. I, you know, it's not something. You know, I mean, if, if people are going to argue, they're going to they're they're going to argue. But sure. uh, so you know, I'm I'm sure. I'm open to that, but. Uh, I just wonder how far back did this plan go? It seems that the plan to corrupt the DNA, and I'm thinking that's what it was after, 
to change would was trying to get to Noah. I guess had he known Noah would be in the lineage of Christ, that he would have that he must have knew to, to try to get him somehow. Noah didn't get involved with that. But how far back did Satan and his minions create this conspiracy? Well, certainly it goes back, you know, to to the Garden of Eden, and that is when. Uh, Satan really wanted to uh, not be a servant and to uh, serve as God serves, but he wanted to have everyone worship him. So, you know, we, we know the story, of course, bad things happen. But then what, what happened from there, uh, of course, everything that happened uh, in the days of Noah. And what I discovered is that he was, I mean, we kind of knew he was behind the Nephilim, but we don't find that directly in Scripture. But there is something from Mount Hermon, there was an inscription that was found there, and it was written in Greek. It was somewhere between maybe 300 B.C. till about 300 A.D., and I, I kept looking for, to, to see this inscription. I kept hearing about it. I kept reading the translation, but I couldn't find it myself. So I went back to the British Museum's website, and I was able to find it there, and I retranslated it, which was really exciting because I found two words that previous scholars had not well, they kind of just glossed over, and I'm like, wait, there's something in here. And so one of those words was a Hellenized version of Satan's ancient name, and it takes us back to the name of death, telling us that it was the god of death, or Satan, or Enlil, that was telling the 200 angels that came down to to go and then to mate with women. And uh, that's kind of interesting. And so then wow. when you start looking at that and you compare it with what Jesus did later on, of course, where he went on top of Mount Hermon and he declared, no, this is going to be my mountain, not going to mm-hmm. be your mountain. Mm-hmm. All right, so that, that's part of the story. And then certainly what happened after the flood is that Satan pretty much had to regroup, right? I mean, all of his dreams went down the, went down the toilet, so he had to find a new way to continue on. And he did that through... Uh, you know, basically tapping Nimrod on the shoulder. Here's the interesting thing. Nimrod, in Hebrew, his name means let's rebel. But no parent's going to name their their child let's rebel. I mean, that's crazy. But if you, if you start looking in the ancient records, you find that Nimrod is actually Ninurta from the ancient Near East. And Ninurta means Lord of the Earth. And he was called the son of Enlil, again, Enlil of Satan. And he had all of the power and the throne and the authority of Enlil, just like we find in the book of Revelation of where uh, the, the beast will have Satan's power, throne, and authority. So again, we, mm-hmm. we're seeing this connection. Mm-hmm. And in the book of Revelation, it talks about how the beast that was, is not, and will ascend out of the abyss. Now the abyss, of course, is the underworld. It's the domain of the dead. Mm-hmm. And so Nin Urta and his, he had many names as well. One of them was Nergal, uh, the god of the dead. And it was, it was suggested that they were going to come out. They were going to just have this explosive uh, mm-hmm. escape of the creatures from the underworld that were going to come and uh, infest the world. Okay, so, so, so do you believe there are creatures uh, in, in Middle Earth now? Well, you know, it's hard to say if whether they are in some kind of a physical domain or if they're in some mm-hmm. spiritual domain. Uh, I don't know. If, can, can you see my background? I do. Okay, well, that's Mount Hermon. And interesting, 
I mean, there's a lot of stuff about Mount Hermon, and I know that uh, uh, Derek Gilbert did a forward on your book, and uh, he talks about Mount Hermon too as well and several things. But so when I'm researching for the show, I'm getting Mount Hermon, and then I, then I came across Mount Hermon ski slope. So I'm thinking, <laughs> wait a minute, man, we we got creatures coming up from the abyss coming up and, and all kinds of stuff happening and monsters and hybrids and giants on Mount Hermon. Then on the other side of the mountain, you're going to have ski, people skiing down there and have, having some, <laughs> have some cold brew. So I'm, I'm kind of, kind of struck between the two. What's, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. The, the Israelis put a, a ski resort up there and, um, you know, it's probably pretty good for the Middle East. Well, let me ask you something. Uh, Speaking about the Middle East and Israel, certainly in the topic now with this change of administration, there's this animosity toward Israel. Again, the whole Middle East is destabilizing because we've got nutbags in our government that now is blaming Israel for 3,000 bombs being shot at them. I mean, it's sick. It's crazy. It's destabilizing. The pe- the places were locked in. The pieces of the puzzle for the Middle East was locked in in almost a peace stasis under the previous administration. But all those locks, talking about unlocking the depths of hell, has been unlocked, and now Israel's fighting for their life. They may be virtually alone out there. Well, it's never been easy for Israel, and I think every administration has had their times where they've tried to uh, get in, help out, and, uh, you know, it's certainly complicated. There's there's no question about that. And we know that Hamas uh, is trying to destabilize things and uh, you know they have their own agenda Uh, and so I think we just need to be aware that uh, things are going to happen you know it's really hard to comment on on the politics in in the Middle Mm. East because they're ever-changing and yeah well uh, hey they're not stable years ago the people were always talking about this red heifer thing Uh, is is that a part of anything are they still talking about that well yeah I mean they keep having uh, these cows that are you know, kosher as far as the law goes, and they would, uh, they would be okay. They they would pass uh, in order for them to be a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think there's there's like necessary conditions, and then there are sufficient conditions, right? So there are some things that that have to happen, but they're not sufficient in order for the whole thing to happen. So we're starting to find certain parts of this piece come this puzzle come together and it's it's very fascinating mm-hmm. uh you know it is all of this eventually it's all going to lead to a um i believe a restoration of of a temple uh, it may not be kind of the brick and mortar that we think it might just be a holy place but it'll be some place that dedicated to the uh, to the israel israel uh israelis mm-hmm. or the jews having a uh, a temple presence and then, of course, the Antichrist is going to come in, and he's going to cause lots of havoc in that mm-hmm. way. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you remember the format of this show. The people that are watching are sending questions in. So from time to time, it may be on topic or off topic or a different topic altogether, but we certainly want to take those questions. So here's from Great. Rose. says, um, Doug, I heard a conspiracy theory that they plan on killing off the human population and replacing them with human-alien hybrids. Do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about that, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, lots of stories out there. Um, you know, and whoever they are is, is certainly hard to say. But mm-hmm. what I'm working on in, in Corrupting Image Volume 3, I, I believe that we're going to come to a place where um, people are going to take the mark of the beast. So what I argue is that it's going to change their DNA. And I don't think it's related to the COVID vaccine, just so you know. Uh, I know there's people that think that, but I, I don't. But 
there will be another process whereby your DNA can be changed. And you, this is the whole idea is to become a god mm -hmm. uh, that you can upgrade to become something else. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that that's going to replace the human race, but I think that will subjugate mm -hmm. and enslave the human race. Yeah, there was just a news report out just this week where scientists claim that we should expect the average life expectancy to extend to 150 years. And I'm thinking that some of this selling is going to be through the, a vaccination of some type, but it just seems to me that we're not going to be dealing with your standard smallpox vac vaccination type of thing. We are talking about DNA changing internal structures of the, of the human composition, basic change at the molecular level. But were these kinds of changes, these DNA changes, do you think these are the changes that when it says that all flesh was contaminated before the flood, all flesh was corrupted. Interesting word to use, corrupted. Said that it was a DNA. What, what was the corruption? Was it just sin, or was it at a DNA level? I believe that it was at a DNA DNA level. Yeah, certainly there was sin, of course. There were moral failures, but I believe that it was actually a a complete change of our DNA. So much so that people were wanting to become gods, or and so another way to understand it, it wasn't just people wanting to go up, but it was Satan and his fallen angels who wanted to come down. They have a vested interest in keeping the status quo. That's really what's driving this whole thing. Satan is not a nice guy. He's not just out for charity and wants to help us out. That may be the pitch that he gives us. That's the, the sales pitch. But he has his own nefarious agenda, and that is to stay in power. And so he is going to... Um, he's going to confuse us. He's going to sell us uh, a, a bag of goods that are no good, but we're going to buy it hook, line, and sinker, all for the idea of we can live forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's interesting is that transhumanism is already working on this idea. They believe that we've evolved from the goo to the zoo to you, and that <laughs> well we put. can continue evolving. In fact, we have a destiny to evolve and become gods. Ray Kurzweil was asked, uh, does God exist? He said, well, not yet. I mean, talk about uh, just an arrogant statement, not yet. The idea is that we can make ourselves into gods, and that's mm -hmm. really kind of the bottom line, and that's what is going to be the, the carrot, if you will. That's going to be the appeal, the lure that people will then, uh, you know, bite the hook, as it were, mm -hmm. to... to, to to, take, to do this so that they can become a god. Mm -hmm. All right, we have a, a question from Smoke C. He says, Doug, can you explain the importance and purpose of ley lines? Uh, ley lines are something that are unproven. Uh, so, you know, I, I know that a number of people talk about those. I have not seen any scholarly literature on those, mm -hmm. so I think that's uh, somewhere between kind of a pseudoscience belief system. Um, it's not to say that that there couldn't be some kind of lines that cover the earth and that maybe mm -hmm. spiritual entities are uh, are interacting with those, but mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know that we have any way to really verify those scientifically, so okay. I, I don't get into those. Okay, and for those just joining the program, we have on our Newsmaker line Skype video, Doug Hamper talking about hybrids, Hades, and the image, and if you have a question for Doug, you can put it in the live chat on the website. If you're watching the program on the website, if you're watching the program on our YouTube channel, the chat is on the right. So both of those are connected, and you can put them in, in either case. And by the way, everybody, there are two separate polls that you can take on the left side of the website. 
Uh, one is one has to do with tonight's guest uh, topic, and then the other one is just a random poll question underneath that. All right, uh, Doug T.J. Tucker says, Doug, are we in the end times? Well, you know that's been the question for quite a while, and Tucker, I, I, you know, I think we're close. Again, I, I can't tell you, right? I won't know until I actually see the two witnesses show up, right? Uh, the the Book of Revelation talks about these two witnesses that are going to come, and they're going to have all kinds of superpowers. I mean, uh, they're not going to be your average Joes, and the world is going to absolutely hate them because of all the havoc that they bring to planet Earth. And when the beast finally kills them, the world is going to rejoice over the death of these two. And we have not seen anybody like that. I well, think... I can... I can wait, hold on, hold on. I, now, not in the prophetic realm, but there is one man that is... I don't want to say universally hated, but is so hated by the establishment and the New World Order and the government itself... That if he were to die, I'm not mentioning a name, but this certain person has inflicted so much damage upon that side of the aisle that if he dies, they there will be rejoicing and people will send all kind of gifts around. I, but I won't. I, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's one of the witnesses. But I can't think of one man who fits that description. <laughs> well, yeah. And on to the next question. I see. We're <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. So now. Again, for show prep here, I'm looking up Hades. I want to know about Hades. Now, are we talking about the Greek god Hades? Are we talking about hell? What, what, what the hell are we talking about? Well, yeah, what the hell are we talking about? Hades uh, is just another name for the underworld. And in Hebrew, it's Sheol. It's the grave. It's, it's the, the abode of the dead. Ooh. And this is uh, Satan's domain. He had, he had control over this place, and there are creatures that are slated to come out of there, which I talk about in the book. And from around 1200 BC, there's actually a um, an inscription of what the creature looks like, and it's the exact match of what we have in Revelation chapter mm. nine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 200 million of these are, are supposed to come out. Wow! Wow! That can, that that that's a bit. That that is a bit. Now, are are these demons? What are they now? Well, yeah, they're they're essentially demons, but they're they look like the uh, Greek god Sagittarius, which is essentially mm. a centaur. Mm. Uh, it has a man's head and then a lion's head. It has a uh, scorpion's tail and it has a serpent head phallus, which is kind of interesting. And then it has uh, wings as well. So it's very much a hybridized creature that we see. I did. <laughs> 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 yeah, but 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 that's what the the book of Revelation actually talks about. Yeah. In chapter nine, it has this these you know two hundred million crazy creatures. They're mm -hmm. called locusts. They say they look like horses. They have women's hair. They have a lion's face, a man's face. And I I went I studied that passage and I just put them all together and I came up with this little weird looking creature. And then I found it in the ancient Near East and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But these. Were, uh, it was the god Nergal, the god of death, mm -hmm. who was said to rule that place. And so, you know, Hades is just the Greek translation for that same place. Hmm. Wow. You know, when it talks about the whore of Babylon riding the beast, I mean, not to get creepy here, but is that literally riding, or is that riding the beast to have some fun? Um, you know, yeah, well, mating there, type there's... Of there's, there's literally, I have, I, ha, I have a picture of the woman who rides the beast. Okay, I don't know. If, if I mean, the riding can, can be different that. things here. 
Okay. Uh, okay. A little bit there. So, okay, hang you on know, here. Are you talking she's about literally uh, on the back of a beast? Is this it here? Uh, this in our background? Well, similar. Uh, okay. The, the beast that he's standing on is the same beast, but then there's a naked woman uh, and another mm-hmm. cylinder seal. There's a naked Ooh. woman who is Ishtar or mm-hmm. Inanna, uh, Astarte, who is on the back of that. So she's the lure, right? So if mm-hmm. you're going to go fishing, you need a lure, right? You need right. something that the fish wants to bite, and she's the lure. Uh, and then once Satan has us on the hook, then you get rid of the lure. Right? And, and so that's what the woman that rides the beast is all about. But we find that very explicitly in the iconography of the ancient world. Mm. Okay, and then we have this, pic, uh, this question here. It says, do you think the devil is real? Uh, I do, yes. Uh, absolutely. Mm. Uh, there it is. That's that's the picture. That's what I was just talking about. That's the cylinder seal. Okay, let me let me riding me, the beast. Okay. Yeah. Me. In fact, uh, if you look, the person in the chariot, that is Enlil. Enlil is just the ancient version of Satan. So they understood very much that he existed, that he was the guy in control. In fact, according to the ancient uh, literature, he's the one that held the the tablet of destinies that gave him control over the affairs of man Mm -hmm. and the world. Mm -hmm. And whoever held the tablet of destinies was the supreme ruler. And and it was even uh, praised that he had killed the creator god. Now, we know that's not true, but that was the, the celebration that was going on was that he had killed the creator god. And so this was you know, something that they were yeah. celebrating all the time. Okay, so so this this woman is is naked, standing on top of this beast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wh- where are they heading? I mean, is this a ceremony or what's going on here? Well, we don't know where they're headed, but you can see that there's a worshiper in front of them who's pouring out an oblation. Uh, so you know, we're not told where they're going, but yeah, but but what the beast that she's standing on is called the Anzu bird, and that is a, a hybridization between the uh, god Ninurta mm-hmm. and Enlil. Wow. And it's it's the same basic creature I was explaining, which is a, it kind of morphed over time, but this, uh, it, it's a, a lion griffin. It's called, again, called the Anzu bird. So it, it's lion-esque in its form. As it has wings, of course. It's vomiting out uh, venom. It has eagle's talons. Uh, it was a real scary creature. Is, is, is this a real beast? Well, I, I don't know that it exists in our domain, uh, that it may exist in the mm-hmm. spiritual domain, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, uh, Satan's directed the creation of a race of hybrids. Is that, for, is that one of the things you're saying? Yes, yes, okay. and that's what we find on that inscription and, and, from Mount Hermon. And what are the hybrids made up of? What, what well, parts? Yeah, they're, they're, of course, they're, as the word suggests, they're hybrids. So you have, uh, you have DNA that's coming from uh, fallen angels, mm-hmm. and it's mingling with humans. And people might say, oh, that's impossible. I mean, they're spiritual, right? But that's the amazing thing about DNA is that it's information, and information is a non-material entity that requires a physical medium. And we first see this in Genesis 3.15, where God says, I will cause enmity between you, speaking to Satan, and the woman between your seed and her seed. Right? So he's, he's saying right there in Genesis 3.15 that Satan has seed. And again, it's like, ah, that's ridiculous. But that's the record. And now that we understand about DNA, we, we're like, oh yeah, 
you know, it has nucleic acids, right? They're four base pair, and, and those are very real. But what they are is information. And so it's the information that is being passed on. It's the combination of, uh, of the male and the female gametes that are coming together to create the zygote uh, of, the, of the new baby. But it's the, cre it's the combination of those two different pairs of information that are creating that, and that's non-material information. Wow. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, not just Satan, but it was the fallen angels, some of the fallen angels who came and mated with women, and they created this hybrid race. Mm. Is this hybrid race already created or in the process of being created? Well, you know, of course, before the flood, it was there, and then God wiped them out during the flood, and then he had to start over with Nimrod. And it says in the Bible that he became a Gibor. Nimrod became a Gibor, which means that he became a hybrid. And then Satan pretty much focused all of his energy, channeled his, his, um, his scheme through this person of Nimrod so that he would be the one that he would use. And we mm -hmm. see that he's lauded as a god. He is lauded as as the hero. And we, we know him by other names. Mm -hmm. He's known as Heracles in later literature. Mm -hmm. Heracles or Hercules, right? Of course, mm -hmm. Hercules is the, uh, you know, he's the hero par excellence, and uh, he's the same one that we're talking about. Well, there is something out there called the spawn of Satan. And, uh, you know, so we, we know those, those things exist. But uh, that's interesting when you talk about information. Is it possible that a, a D-Wave quantum computer could be used to create this information, which would be a doorway of, set, of sorts to allow these entities to come through in our dimension? I actually talk about a D-Wave computer uh, in the book. I don't know if it would create the information, but I think, according to the testimony of, of Gordy Rose, he says that it can act as some kind of a gateway so that we can reach into this other dimension, uh, grab their resources, and then bring them back mm -hmm. and use them for our own benefit in our dimension. So right. that's a gateway. I mean, mm -hmm. that is truly a gateway. And I, I think that you have, uh, I think the Tower of Babel was a type of gateway. I mean, Bob L means the gate of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a gateway that Satan was trying to use to get his fallen angels to be able to come through into this realm. God put a kibosh on mm -hmm. that, we know. Yeah. And uh, and the D-Wave computer possibly could be that. I can't say for certain, but it's why, why are these creatures always wanting to mate with human women? Why don't they mate with their damn self? <laughs> well, because they were essentially, they were disrobed, if you will. When they fell from God, when they rebelled, God sort of unplugged them, right? He's the power source, and he unplugged them. And that's when they lost their fiery covering. And so Jesus talks about how when an unclean spirit is cast out of a person, he goes into these dry places, mm -hmm. and he's very dissatisfied because it's some, there's some sort of pain that is involved with being disembodied. And so they don't have their own body that they can use that brings them comfort. So they're now looking for a host. Uh, and the only way that they can get a host is to couple up with a human. Uh, mm. So we've seen throughout the Bible that people have been possessed by demons, but they always have the possibility of getting the boot, right? Because mm -hmm. the, the human is the rightful owner of mm. that body. Yeah. So that, if they can kind of create their own biosuits, then they, they win. It reminds me of the movie uh, Meet Joe Black. 
And have you ever seen that movie? I've not. Okay, it's it's a cute story. Basically, this 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 guy meets a girl in a coffee shop, and he goes out and he gets killed. Uh, and uh, then death comes and takes the body. And then now, so now the death is gets to have the human experience. But he he told the girl's father. He he said. I needed a body, you know, so I just grabbed the first one I found, and it was that guy. So, and it seemed like the demons always need the body. They they just don't like flying around in the spirit, and I I, I don't really like that very much. Um, all right, so we got hybrids, um, various things, and and it's interesting on the uh, on the D wave computer. These things are so powerful. I know that they say that it sounds like there's a heartbeat in the those D wave quantum computers, and uh, you know the creator of it said it's like sitting at the feet of a, of a of a god he said that about his own computer you know so you know they're calling it god already so it seems that information is some somehow tied into all this but let's get some more questions up here for you uh dale says are you familiar with trey smith yes i'm familiar with it okay i don't know any more about that question there maybe if there's more to it we can go go further um uh, bear says hey um what about the color blue on the Tekarat, Tekalat. Have they found it yet? Did I say that right? Tekila? Don't know. Okay. Uh, don't know about that. Okay. All right. right. We've got a bunch of questions. It's kind of rapid fire, real quick. Um, Azur says, Doug, when God banished Cain for killing Abel to go to dwell with the others, who were the others? Okay, and that's off topic, but um, you know the Bible gives us roughly 2,000 years of history in just 11 chapters. All right, so that's a lot that happened. So we're just getting the highlights of those 2,000 years. Clearly, he did not go into much detail at all. Mm -hmm. Why was the story of Cain and Abel so important? Because it's the first murder, and that's why it made it into the Bible. Cain and Abel both had lots of brothers and sisters. They were not the only two children that Adam and Eve had. They had many, many children, but it was the first murder, and that's why it's recorded. Mm. So are you suggesting there was incest there? Well, I mean, you know, we're all related. There's no question about that. The reason that that Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters should not have relations today is because Mm -hmm. it creates a much higher propensity for the offspring to have genetic defects. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you go back and you find that there's less and less Mutations. The further we go back, the cleaner the source code, right? If you've ever made a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, you know that you start to lose information pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what has happened to us. And this has all been proven in science that we are mutations, right? Mm-hmm. We, are, uh, ha- we have more mutations than our parents did, and they had more than their parents had, right? So just mm-hmm. take it back, and you can see that the first person, the first couple had the fewest mutations, and then with every subsequent copy, then you have mm-hmm. more mutations is, is that uh, why, put in. Well, is that why uh, people used to live five, six hundred years in, in the beginning? Yes. yes. So did the, so were, as, as uh, when it says that all flesh was corrupted, then it sounds to me like there's a whittling down there, uh, or you talk about a copy of a copy, copy, some strange way, changing the DNA so where you can no longer live that long. Was that part of that? Well, if you understand that Adam went from perfection, from no death, to suddenly being in a state of death, right? So he went where his body and his DNA could have lasted forever. There were no defects whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But death, we can think of degeneration, corruption, that was brought in. 
But then Satan had a scheme to try to introduce his own DNA into the human genome and to then make us something apart from God, to make us sons of Satan instead of sons of God. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I know you said that the, the classic Cooties 19 vaccine, uh, I think you inferred that you don't believe that's part of it. There may be something else coming along. But uh, there, have you seen the videos of the people putting magnets on the shots where they got the Cooties 19 shot? The, the COVID-19 shot? Yeah. <laughs> the cooties? Uh, yeah. No, I have not seen that. You, you might Google that. There's, and so of course, people say it's a hoax, but there's a whole lot of people yeah. did it, and they, they took the vaccine, they got the little magnet, and they'll put it right where that shot was, and they put it on the other arm, and it, it just drops right off. And I, you know, and some have suggested that's nanobot implantation or impregnation into the human uh, DNA s- uh, sequences and changing them with nanobots, which are metallic entities designed to replicate themselves so many times that eventually you will no longer be human. It will be sort of, as you mentioned earlier in the broadcast, a, um, a combination of machine and man, you know, transhuman. So, you know, but you're saying there's something other than that coming? Yeah, I, I don't give any credibility to those theories. I think they're a bunch of nonsense, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Mm-hmm. And it's it, a little aggravating that sometimes my theory gets used to support that. Um, I'm not saying people should get the vaccine, but I don't think it's in any way the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Look, for the mark of the beast to happen, you have to have the beast, okay? That is the first part. Then you have to have the abomination of desolation, which Jesus himself talked about. And he said, when you see this, get out of Jerusalem. There's nothing like that. Uh, so we're not anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's just a lot of misunderstanding about how viruses work, how vaccines work, how mRNA works, um, and unfortunately it's getting pushed mm-hmm. around and by people that don't always know what they're talking about. What do you think that our pharmaceutical companies aren't giving the directions and instructions and technology to other countries so that they can give the vaccine to their own people? Well, I mean, you know, there could be a myriad of reasons. One of them could be financial, that, you know, these things do cost a lot of money to create and they may want to get their money back and mm-hmm. you know i mean it's, there are um, there are they should or not and it's up to them i guess there are numbers of uh, companies out there now that are ordering their own employees to get vaccinated uh, uh universities are doing it so it's, it's it's sort of trickling down and you know when well, you that, look that's nothing new mm-hmm. um you know when i went to israel i had to get vaccines Mm-hmm. Uh, when people want to immigrate to America, they have to get vaccines. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is this is nothing new. That, yeah, that's uh, true, and that should that information certainly is on the table on on that. Uh, but to the to the extent that it's happening, it does have a parallel there to Mark or uh, to Revelation 16, where it says you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Uh, or the number of his name. Well, I don't know, maybe the number. No, of, we're, we're not even you know, close to that. I'm, I'm sure if somebody uh, took 666 yeah. and divided 19 into it, it's, it's going to come up something, okay? 19, somehow 19 and 666 got to connect. Look, I'm conspir- I so. look, I got to go there, Doug. Okay, so hold on. So, so some people can't go to grocery stores. They can't buy or sell unless they got the vaccination. Just point it out. <laughs> well, they're no, nobody's requiring that you... Uh, have any kind of vaccine passport or anything like that? Um, well, they're not you know, because there are certain states that are are passing laws to prevent that because they anticipate that. So that's not conspiracy theory there. Well, again, um, 
Now, yeah, I'm not saying it I is mean, either. I'm just saying there's a mirror. The there's COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast. Okay. Okay. It's and you actually in no way, shape, or form. Well, you actually offered some hope. You said there's a whole lot of other things got to happen for the mark of the beast to be on the scene. So, you know, I mean, there's so it doesn't sound like we're all going to hit Armageddon just yet. Um, <laughs> right. Let's get to another question for you. Put Yahweh first, says Doug. Uh, and I, I, I butcher words, man, because I went to public schools. Uh, do do telomeres length in DNA represent lifespan limit? Uh, so telomeres, as I understand, um, I'm, I'm not that. an expert on telomeres by any means. Uh, but from what I've understood, these are it's a little bit of code at the end of a of a chromosome, and that it begins to get shorter the older you get, until eventually you don't have enough of it and you die. Um, that's very simplistic, uh, as I understand it. But um, beyond that, I, I I don't know really anything about telomeres. Okay. So I can't, you I can't. know, and, and again, back to the title of your book. Let's go ahead and put that back up there. Um, um, hybrids, Hades, and the image. You know, it, when I when I saw that, and I, I went to Amazon and I looked through the uh, you know the the text that you that you give out there, and but when I saw the image, I read the image, and there's our background. I instantly think of the image, which let's bring that up. I, I think of this image. Um, so, is this not the image you're talking about? Uh, is this another image? Yeah, I'm. I mean, um, yeah, that's the shroud of Turin, right? Yeah, yeah. But we, I'm just uh, saying, when I read your title, when I saw yeah. the word image, I instantly thought of the shroud of Turin. Yeah, I I don't think that there's any correlation between the two. Okay, that, that's good enough. I didn't say it was. I just said that's what came up in my mind when when I first read, you know, when I saw that title. And sure. I know this is a uh, corrupting image too, too as well. But let me ask you something: Can DNA be extracted, or has DNA been extracted from the shroud? Uh, that that's just not my topic. I, okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's get to let's get to another question for you. Uh, again, we don't expect you to know all the answers. I'm going to tell you the, the questions will go probably off here and there in rabbit hole. And I, sure, I love going in rabbit holes. Um, I like to speak of what but, I know, but I'll try to keep you out of one. I said, sure. <laughs> I'll try to keep you out of the rabbit hole. Um, all right, here you go. Azura says, uh, is there anything you can elaborate on about human cloning? Um, I mean, that's a very, very broad question. Um, you know, you know, I think I think people are are working on that. Uh, they they have. Uh, it was back in 2017. There was a Chinese scientist who uh, who I don't know if it was cloning, but he did change um, fundamental uh, germline cells in uh, in human embryos, mm -hmm. and he was then sent to prison because he he transgressed uh, sort of a. Uh, a basics, a basic, uh, you know, code that he wasn't supposed to do. Um, insofar as human cloning, you know, I don't think that we're going to have, you know, people start cloning people exactly. But I think where I see the technology going is that that Satan is eventually going to mingle with the beast, and mm -hmm. then that hybridized DNA is going to be made available for humanity, and that mm -hmm. will essentially be cloned, mm -hmm. and then that will be given out to people so that you can then take this and you will become a god you'll you'll mm -hmm. live forever you'll have super ability super intelligence and that will be why people will want to take it mm -hmm. uh, they may also think that it's a, a safeguard against the two witnesses that had been on the earth that were 
causing all kinds of havoc. And there may be some kind of a story that goes with mm-hmm. it that maybe mm-hmm. more aliens, hostile aliens to planet Earth are going to come. And so we all need yeah. to upgrade as quickly as we possibly can. Uh, there's a line of thinking out there in this wise that the Cooties 19 vaccine uh, will cause destruction to the the human um, uh, ability to fight diseases and viruses in particular in that Aliens, which are appearing every day in the news now, more and more videos are coming out. It's almost like a regular thing. It's like almost whole hum now. UFOs are not aliens. U- UFOs. Yeah. UFOs. And um, we haven't ex- seen ex- any aliens yet. <laughs> well, except except for the videos with you with aliens flying them, which which uh, is in L.A. Marzulli's one of L.A. Marzulli's videos, and I've seen it. Um, yeah. But beyond that, that they're going to be bringing a a, heal, a healing, uh, a, way, a methodology to heal, at, whether it's a, another injection or some sort of, in other words, a promise of uh, curing human ailments that may be a result of maybe not just a Cooties 19 vaccine, but maybe all cancers and different things. Is that, if they do that, now this is just a line of thinking, but following that line of thinking, if they do that, would that mean then that you turn it in your humanity and therefore when you get to heaven, you will not be recognized as a human? Uh, so I just want to make it really clear. I, I do not think that the COVID-19 vaccine is the mark of the beast. I want to make yeah. that very clear. Right. All right. That is clear. And, and people should use their discretion whether they want to take it or not. Uh, secondly, um, you know, again, we're speculating about what is going to happen in the future. Right? We're, we have the text from the Bible. We know that uh, that the beast first has to come, and then he's going to He's going to demand that everybody take the mark of the beast. And this this mark, what is it? Okay, I have I have suggested in my books that it is a transformation of the DNA. And I see evidence to support that idea when we go back to mm-hmm. Genesis where we had the sons of God uh, mating with the daughters of men and they created a hybridized race. All right, and then we see lots of other evidence mm-hmm. uh, to that extent. So then looking into the future, it would therefore suggest that the mark of the beast is also going to be a change of DNA and it's gonna it has to be something that people want to take you can't just use a club to make people take it but mm-hmm. it's got to be something that people want to take mm-hmm. and what is the greatest thing that we could possibly want immortality right if I'm filthy rich but I still die what's the point it's to ha- become immortal that is the ultimate thing that people want so that there could be some kind of a story, some kind of a manifestation of UFOs uh, that um, that show up and sort mm-hmm. of corroborate the story that the Antichrist is going to bring forth. I think all of those are very plausible scenarios, and I'm actually putting some of those forth in my next book, Corrupting the Image, Volume Three. But again, I just want—I just want to say that we need to be very careful because we can go quickly from from fact, things that are based on uh, evidence, things that are based on science, things that are based on text, to then to the realm of just baseless conspiracy. I think some conspiracies are true, but I always want to see mm-hmm. the evidence. I want to see mm-hmm. solid evidence, mm-hmm. and I think. To some degree, a lot of the the COVID vaccine stuff has just gotten out well, of control. Well, it, so we've got to be very careful. Yeah, it, that, that because that's a, because there is a, a narrative that is being projected and has been for a few years that doesn't make any sense and has caused mass confusion, especially to any truth seeker. Now, when you're talking about conspiracy theories, I remember the previous administration 
said specifically they believe that the uh, Cooties 19 came out of Wuhan lab and blocked off travel from China immediately was called a conspiracy theorist and xenophobic. Well, look at where we are right now. As the information comes out, that conspiracy theory turned out to be true. Conversely, previous conspiracy theory said there was a Russian dossier concerning the President of the United States that he may be a Russian agent. That conspiracy theory was proven untrue. So conspiracy theories are being generated all through America and specifically around this this vaccine type of thing. So when you're talking about conspiracy theories, a lot of times those theories turn out to be true. And it, this theory of Wuhan, it looks like it's turning out to be true. So, you know, I'm, yeah, you're right. And but I'm, but, I'm, but you, you got you to be thoughtful you. about it. I hear it. you. Uh, I, I'm not opposed to that. But th here's the thing is that we need time for the evidence to come out. Sometimes mm -hmm. we, we jump on bandwagons and we don't have time to really analyze the data properly. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we get into mass hysteria and fear. Right, so a lot of conspiracies are based on on fear, and that's what's driving them. So we just need to be careful. That's all okay. I'm suggesting. Okay. I, don't so, have the, so, I don't have the last word on this. Thing, what, 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 what I'm hearing, just, what I'm no, hearing no, you say no, is, Daniel, right. stop looking in the flat Earth. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, here's my opinion on that. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think I know where you're at on that. Um, T.J. Tucker is back with another question. He says, Doug, what is CERN doing? I don't know. I think they're looking for, you know, so-called God particles. I think probably the vast majority of their work is above board, um, but could some of it be used for nefarious reasons? Sure. Anything can mm -hmm. be used for nefarious reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just because we don't understand the full extent of what people are doing doesn't mean that it's all cooked up by the devil. Mm -hmm. There are some weird things. I mean, they do have Shiva out in front of their, their organization, and, and that certainly, you know, raises a red flag, but that does not invalidate all of their research. Mm -hmm. I think there are many uh, good scientists who are looking uh, you know, into physics. They're trying to understand things. But here, here's the thing. According to the Bible, there's going to be a person known as the beast, another one called uh, the false prophet, and these two are going to lead humanity down a really bad path. Think about pre-Nazi Germany. You had, uh, there was a lot of fear, there was a lot of um, animosity, there was a lot of racism, and then all of this kind of got cooked up, and then one man came along, and he was able to harness all these different feelings, and uh, some otherwise good things, good institutions, and good people, relatively good people, were then turned, and they were put into this Nazi machine, and mm -hmm. it became something absolutely awful. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying, is there's a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff, a lot of good research, but then it it all has the potential to be used for evil at the end. Yeah. All right. Arkansas Bob sent a question in through our, our email client. And uh, so I don't know if you know anything about this. He says, Doug, can you define the wind solar disc symbol? W-I-N-E-D solar disc symbol. That ring yeah. a bell? I don't know what that's about. Okay. Okay. Um, People have, I guess we've talked about conspiracy theories, but have suggested that there's more to the CERN-Hadron Collider looking for that God particle, that in fact they have maybe opened up portals. Now, of course, somebody did make a connection. We, we haven't talked about enough conspiracies, and I know you don't like that, but I, I kind of like it. It's my show. <laughs> but um, uh, they said that when the first Hadron Collider fired up was when the first Mandela effect 
came on the scene. Just point that out. But anyway, is there more? <laughs> I think Mandela effect is nonsense. Okay. Is there so. more? Um, oh, wait, my question for you. So it, 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 is it a wonderful day in the neighborhood or is it a wonderful day in this neighborhood? I don't know what that means. Uh, Mr. Rogers, the opening line. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Is it, is it? It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood or is it? It's a wonderful day in this neighborhood. I was really little when I watched that show. You, so. you don't you you don't remember the first line, <laughs> Mr. Rogers? Sure, it's a wonderful day, but I wasn't paying attention. Was a wonderful day. Neighborhood, that neighborhood. It's I a wonderful know. day. I mean, what did you hear? I, I mean, you know, people have made the same thing about the lion and the lamb that are going to lie down together, but it never said that. It always said the wolf and the lamb. No, so I'm not talking about the wolf people, and lamb. I'm talking about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I know, I know. Fo- focus, Doug. Let's, 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 let's focus you know. here. But I, I could be happy to talk about Corrupting the Image Volume 2. <laughs> I know a lot about that. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm on that. <laughs> okay. The I'm, other thing, I got uh, you. You know. I got you. It's my opinion against somebody else's, so. But I can, I, I can, I know a lot about this. You know, the thing about, about, the, uh, about Nimrod is that he is the beast, right? And this okay. is where Satan funneled his energy into this one person. He becomes the, the template for what's coming in the future. Right? It says that the beast that was is not and will ascend out of the abyss. Right, So there's something very significant, very key about that individual and what Satan did through that person. And that's mm-hmm. where I see how Satan is going to use that mm-hmm. in the latter days to create uh, a, a replica of the beast. Okay, what is the beast? Is it an animal? Is it a man? Is it it's a, a man. Okay, yeah. it, okay the it's beast a man, is a man. But it's a, it's a hybridized man. It's a, okay. a man who has co-mingled with Satan. There's something really crazy that came out in 2019. There was this guy named Chris from Reno, Nevada. He had leukemia and he needed a bone marrow transplant. So he got one from a donor from Germany. And uh, there were some people in a a laboratory that were kind of tracing him to see what would happen. And they were looking at his DNA and they found that the DNA in his blood changed. And then eventually the DNA in his sperm changed so that it wasn't even him anymore. It was all of that of his donor had replaced him, right? So the implications of this are huge, is that uh, the, that a donor could actually subsume your own DNA so that by, genetically you're not the same person. You know, mm-hmm. you still your brain is the same, but genetically you're now a different person. Wow. And, and that's where I see we're headed, is that, again, Satan is going to overshadow uh, a person in the future, very much like he did with Nimrod. He'll now overshadow mm-hmm. this person, so that this person who starts off just as basic human then becomes a hybrid. He he makes the upgrade. He becomes the god. And then he gives his DNA to the rest of the world so that they can upgrade along with him. Mm-hmm. So you would say, don't take the upgrade. Oh, essentially, yes. And it's interesting because it seems like our computer systems have trained us and our cell phones have trained us. It's time for an upgrade. Well, you know, again, there's going to be incredible desire and uh, this, this heartfelt need to take it because immediately before this, we're going to have the two witnesses that will come upon the world. They're going to call humanity back to God. They're going to call the Father back to the Son and the Son back to the Father so that people will come back. And they're going to have powers, unearthly powers, that will go along with it. They can stop it from raining for a number of years. They can also call fire down from heaven. They can strike the earth 
uh, with plagues as often as they want. They can turn water into blood, very much like Elijah and Moses, and I think those are going to be the two witnesses. And Mm -hmm. they're going to use these powers to get the world's attention. And nobody will be able to stop them for three and a half years until finally the beast, who then has he has he has merged himself, he's melded with with Satan, so that he then has all of Satan's power, his throne, and his authority, and then he is able to make war against these mm-hmm. two. Okay. Right. So under that under that that context, you're like, oh, okay, this starts to make sense. And I, I think that some of the, the scenarios that may go along with that is that people start talking about how these two witnesses are, maybe they're aliens. You know, there's all kinds of talk that if aliens ever come, we may not like them. Stephen Hawking made uh, claims to that degree. Ronald Reagan said, you know, all of our problems would go away if we all focused on some kind of external threat. Mm-hmm. And this is what I would say that the world is probably going to answer these two they're going to answer them with this scenario oh these mm-hmm. are hostile aliens who are mm-hmm. coming to um, um destroy you in 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 the u.s modern church I, i'm quite sure they don't talk anything about aliens or ufos yet um they're like i said earlier they're continued at least specifically the ufos uh a swarm and they just released a video the military just released a video of a swarm of ufos surrounded a navy ship and they released that video, and then there's the TikTok videos, and there's on and on and on. Uh, something's getting ready to be disclosed, I suppose, and maybe a slow release. But today's modern church doesn't address those problems. When this alien or this beast comes back offering uh, the cure for hum- humans to live forever, do you see that are the, the average Christian in today's U.S. church, are they prepared? Do they have, are they prepared with a knowledge of what these things are, what they should do, how they should look at them? Uh, is is that a fault or is that a good thing that they're never they're not told anything any such thing? Well, you know, I, I think it's hard to be prepared for all of these these different scenarios. The one thing I think that the church really needs to focus on is uh, is knowing God. You know that we don't just sing about Him, we don't just have little platitudes, but we actually get to know God. We have a relationship with God, and that we want to be obedient to what He's told us to do. And I think that is the the absolute foundation. You know, it's not having more guns in your in your uh, uh, in your closet. It's not having uh, all the the different stuff that could possibly get you through uh, some difficult situation. Mm-hmm. But to know mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's certainly it's good to have. Can can you know God and be prepared as well? Say that again. Can't you know God and be prepared as well? Sure, you can. But I, I doubt <laughs> that we'll prepare for everything. Um, but well, I'm you know, talking about knowledge preparation. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I'm all for that. I'm I mean, when an alien comes, listen. When it, when it, when the UFO flies over and gets ready to land, I don't know if they're going to accept a person's response is, "I know God." I mean, maybe we need to know God, but maybe we need to know something else too as well. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there is definitely a, um, you know, a, a, a deception that is happening out there, and these these craft, whatever they may be. Um, are you know they're happening? Uh, they're they're clearly being seen. Uh, it's interesting that now our technology is allowing us to see them even more. But people are seeing them with their own their own eyes. You know, so it's not just the the technology that's making them visible. But uh, it, it would seem that 
that uh, Satan and his his army are getting ready for something. You know, again, what that mm-hmm. is, uh, we have to speculate a little bit, but we're trying to kind of fill in the blanks a little bit from what we have, the text in the Bible, and, and what we actually see happening in the skies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's, it's good to uh, be prepared. It's good to have a knowledge of these different things. And, um, you know, whether they're going to, you know, show up and aliens come walking out of these craft, I kind of doubt that myself. Well, is it more likely, maybe, is it more likely that it's going to be sort of a, an alien bringing, uh, I say your uh, the beast masquerading as an alien being, bringing in the whatever it is to offer for immortality, or is it more likely just a human political guy rises on the scene and just controlled by Satan? Which one? Which one is more likely? Yeah, I think it may be some kind of a some kind of a tech mogul more than a political guy. But but anyway, this person will rise up, and I I would suggest that the uh, disclosure of UFOs or whatever we want to call them would be something that would substantiate his message. I, mm-hmm. I highly doubt that we're going to see little green men or gray aliens, you know, walking outside of a craft. I just, I mm-hmm. just personally don't think that's going to happen. Wow. But, that but they I do know, all I, show up over the capitals of the world and say, mm-hmm. yes, we are behind this particular man. We endorse his message. Or maybe he makes a prediction that they're all going to show up over the pyramids, you know, tomorrow yeah. at five o'clock. I could see something like that happening, and then that really great gives great endorsement to his message. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I happen to know somebody personally who's who their self and their group was in a field, and a uh, four foot gray alien appeared right in front of them. Wow. So, so that okay. kind of leads okay. credence that little green men just might show up, at, <laughs> might just show up at your doorstep here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, Dale S says, Doug, is it possible the space station can shoot down false imaging of alien beings? I, I think that was something that was discussed in Project Bluebeam, uh, where they purportedly have the technology to create some kind of a holographic image in the sky. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, I have only heard the reports. I, I cannot say with any kind of mm-hmm. uh, clarity of studying this, you know, or, or knowing this firsthand, but from the reports I've heard, that's true. Okay. In the time frame of your book, I know you say you're working on corrupting image three, but where, we, where are we at in this timeline of, of this beast character showing up? Well, again, really hard to say. It would not surprise me if it happened before 2048, but you know, 2048, <laughs> Come on, Doug. Yeah, How about next year? Time time flies. We all want it to happen in our lifetime, but uh, well, so look, I'm 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 uh, mature enough to remember when it was uh, uh, heaven in '97, too late in '90. <laughs> oh no, or was it '87? <laughs> heaven in '87, uh, too late for '88. I mean, I remember those right. days. Remember the the bumper stickers? What did it say? Oh man, it was a classic. Uh, do you see what I see? Does anybody know what that classic bumper sticker from like the '80s about Jesus? It said like. Yeah. Is he here or something? something about yeah, 88. Okay, but, but anyway. that was because they were thinking that a generation was 40 years. Okay. So 1948 from the establishment of Israel until 88, that was of course 40 years. Well, that came and went. We know that clearly didn't happen. Look, I lost out. Uh, we we lost out the year 2000. That didn't happen. We lost out in right. 20, 2012. Something was supposed to right. happen. I mean, give right. me give me 29. I'll make a bargain. <laughs> make a deal with you, man. Well, 29. I mean, you know. So, so the next logical dates would be 2018 or 2028 based on the lifetime of a person. Well, clearly 2018 was not the time frame. 
Uh, could it be 2028? Well, sure, it could be. Do I know that? No, I don't. I don't know that, and I'm not predicting that. Uh, but, it, you know, I mean, any year is a possibility, I suppose. Uh, so I think 28 is at least, it's on, you know, maybe on the possibility list uh, mm-hmm. that it would happen within 100 years from the establishment of Israel. Again, there's another possibility. But here's what I find interesting about right. that. I mean, there's also kinds of, you can make your biblical case, but what's interesting is that the transhumanists believe that we are going to achieve the singularity by 2045. Mm-hmm. All right, so if we kind of go back to 2048, say that's the return of Jesus, and then we subtract three and a half years, that takes us to the spring of 2045, which would be around the time of Pesach or Passover. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be an amazing time, right? 2045, that's what the transhumanists believe. Okay. If that was when the abomination of desolation happened in Jerusalem at Passover, you know, that would be quite amazing if, if that did happen. I think it's at least a possibility. Well, gee, I, I, need, I need to put a poll question up there, and I can just throw it out to, to the people in the live chat. What year What year do you think is going to happen? I'm going with 29. But while we're talking about that, Doug, let's go ahead and check in our poll that has to do with our hybrids walking among us. I'm going to find out where we're at here as soon as this polls up. All righty. Let's see. I'm going to check Doug's poll. And let's see. All right, so the question is, are hybrids walking walking the earth? First answer is absolutely no such thing. They have a nasty smell. I think I'm one. Yes, and shapeshifters too. All right, let's go ahead and take the results. All right. Okay, so Doug, are hybrids walking the earth now? 60% says absolutely. Um, 30% says yes and shapeshifters. So... I. When you talk about this uh, this beast guy, is that somebody we're going to recognize? We'll know that it's him, or is it going to be so deceived, deceptive that even the Christian is going to say, "Well, that's, that's not him; it's another guy." Well, you know, I, I think we'll have we will have to speculate uh, as to who this person is before the, the abomination desolation. Well, there'll be certain trademarks but, now. Is this the guy that will have no regard for women? That is a particular reading in the book of Daniel. Uh, as to how you read that is another another discussion. Uh, you know what what exactly that means. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's gay, but it could be, I suppose. Uh, I, I tend to think that he, because it says in Revelation 17 that he and the ten kings that are with him are going to destroy the woman. And mm-hmm. so I think that is what that's a reference. Well, to. now there you just you just brought up another conspiracy theory there, and that is it was supposed to be. The ten heads of Europe was supposed to be the ten heads of the beast. Well, that didn't turn out true. That was a Christian conspiracy theory. I, I would say that was just bad research. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's a conspiracy theory, and they made a lot of money fair, on that fair one. Fair enough. It was a conspiracy theory, I mean, how many, and it wasn't based on how many good, books on was written. How many right? books was written on that? I know, and that's why we need to be very careful. That's why we need to be very careful about making grand claims, right? So. You know, again, what I'm trying to do, what I did in the Corrupting Image 2, is I went back as far as we could possibly go, right? So people have said, oh, the uh, the woman that rides the beast is is the Vatican. Well, you will find tendency, traces, and characteristics of the woman that rides the beast in the Vatican. But that's not the woman that rides the beast. Mm-hmm. We have to go all the way back to ancient Shinar, ancient Sumer, and that mm-hmm. is where we come to bedrock. We can't go back any further in human history and learn about this. And we find this woman exactly, there she is, that's a, on a cylinder seal from 2200 BC. Mm-hmm. That is Ishtar. 
And she goes back even further. So it goes back to the Tower of Babel, right? So this is where mm -hmm. we, we have to come to bedrock. And that's why I went back as far as I did, because you can't go back any further. And then once you see this, then you see that this basic motif of this woman who is the lure to get us sucked into this Babylonian system, then it's spread throughout the world. And mm -hmm. we find it in the Vatican. We find it at Las Vegas. We find mm -hmm. it in New York City. Mm -hmm. And all these other places that have been accused of being Mystery Babylon. But they're all part of Mystery Babylon. But they're not the, the source, the origin of mm -hmm. Mystery Babylon. I see some, somebody in live chat was pointed out another Christian conspiracy theory by Tim LaHaye called Left Behind. And there's another Christian conspiracy out there about the Pope. It's this Pope. No. And then he's, he goes, and another Pope. No, he's the last Pope. No. No, it's the black Pope. No, it's, it's the white Pope. I mean, the, the whole Christian realm, Doug Hamp, is filled with conspiracy theories, man. Well, we shouldn't be gullible. <laughs> That's why we need to do our research <laughs> and be slow to yeah. judge. Yeah. We got to be slow to judge. Uh, you know, so look. Who it's going to be in, in the last days? Who is the Antichrist going to be? I can't tell you. I can't start giving a name. Mm -hmm. I used to, I used to work for uh, a man in in California. He was a very famous pastor, and you know people say, well, who do you think the who do you think the um, the Antichrist is? And he would say, well, keep a look. You know, start looking at this guy. And I felt that that was very dangerous, a very mm -hmm. bad idea. Mm -hmm. Right? I can tell you about the kind of characteristics this person will have. Uh, you know what the Bible tells me. I don't mind you know, talking about that. But when I start putting a name saying it's going to be George or it's going to be Bob mm -hmm. or whoever, Bill Gates, I don't want to do that. Right. That is very dangerous because I mm -hmm. do not know. And if I'm wrong, then what am I doing? I'm slandering that person. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a very serious offense in mm -hmm. God's book. So I don't want to do that. Well, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned, I didn't mention the fact that it's uh, that Daniel said that the, the Antichrist will have no regard for women indicating he's possibly gay. But if, there's another term that one could say no regard for women. Now, many times Bill Gates' name comes up, and Bill Gates has no regard for women in that he, he's been making uh, sexual moves towards employees, and his, he, he has a whole system set up in his marriage where he gets a week with another woman per month, and then he also has nude uh, swimming parties. And so somebody treats his wife like that, to me, says has no regard for women. So he fits the paradigm, the, the descriptor, of the Antichrist, and he's all about this cooties 19 anyway, and he don't he don't want people to eat meat, so that makes him a, a freak anyway. So uh, he's he's kind of high up on my list of, of freaks to watch that 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 fulfill some of the descriptions of of the Antichrist. But I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying there's certain sure. people that uh, kind of go that way. All right, Dale says, uh, Doug, what's your definition of human conditioning? Human conditioning. I'm not sure what that question means. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I meant, um, I, I'm not sure what that, that means either. Scotty says he never heard what I just said. Yeah. Uh, Bill Gates, man, he was sponsoring uh, nude swimming parties, and he had to deal with his wife. They could swap partners, I think, once a week or once a month or one week in a month. Sick, man. I mean, then there's women said that he's been hitting on them, and here's a guy supposed to be all woke. Sounds like he, he, he wants to get woke. He wants to get unwoke or something. I don't know what's going on. So, all right, Doug, so... If people get the book, we're talking about hybrids, Hades, and the and the, and the image. What are they going to get out of your book? Well, I hope they come away with a, a better understanding of this uh, ancient plan that Satan has been working on that 
uh, we find him through various names uh, all throughout the ancient world, and that he has been building and trying to break into this realm uh, since the very beginning. And so I go through all the details and I explain how he did that in the days of Noah, how the 200 angels came down on Mount Hermon, uh, how that, of course, all failed through the flood. Then he started over with Nimrod, and then he also used uh, the, uh, the place called Babel, right, the, the gate of the gods, to be a gateway that he was trying to open up to allow these demons to come through. Um, of course, God stopped that through the confusion of languages. And I show in ancient literature how they even talk about this, right? So this is not just something that we only find in the Bible, the confusion of languages, but this is also in the ancient literature. And then I, I take it and I show how uh, he was probably the person behind the ancient uh, god of the uh, ancient Amorites, uh, whose name was Martu. And, um, and then I, I go into some of the, the linguistic evidence and I show how these are all basically the same uh, individual who takes us back to Enlil, who told those angels to come down on Mount Hermon. Mm -hmm. And then we, we fast forward uh, after we, we've investigated Gog or Og as being the, uh, the god of the dead, et cetera, et cetera. Then I, I fast forward to the time of Jesus where he came and he was doing battle with these. He came into the land of, of Galilee, which was known as the land of Bashan. And Bashan is a, an Akkadian word that takes us back to the Bashmu, which was a type of snake dragon. And that was another epithet for Satan. He was mm -hmm. the snake dragon, right? So here you have King Og of Bashan, who's the king of the snake dragons, and that whole area was on the east side of the Jordan River up to Mount Hermon. And so then Jesus takes his disciples there, and they go to Caesarea Philippi, they go to the gates of Hades, and he says that the gates of Hades will not prevail against his kingdom. And then six days later, he takes his disciples, three of them, Peter, James, and John, up to the top of Mount Hermon, which is where the 200 came down, and that's where he transfigures. And this whole thing is to stop what Satan was trying to do. Uh, in the ancient world, in the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, there was a text that said that they were expecting the gates of Hades to open up at any moment, mm -hmm. and for just hordes of demons to come flooding out uh, and, and to take over the world. Mm -hmm. I think Jesus actually stopped that. Mm -hmm. And that when he said that these the gates of Hades will not prevail, mm -hmm. I think he was referencing that when, very when, belief that people had. Doug, when, when, these, uh, when these entities came down Mount Hermon, were they in spiritual form or in a fleshly form? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. We have evidence of where the, the good angels came into Sodom and Gomorrah, and there we see that the men of Sodom wanted to sodomize them. And they were, of course, good angels, right? So good angels seem to be able to come. Uh, yes, I did. They be able to. They they are able to come at any time that they want. Mm -hmm. But fallen angels seem to have a lot more limitations. So, I I discuss in the book how when these angels came down on Mount Hermon, they certainly had you know evil intent in their hearts, but they had not necessarily committed any kind of trespass. 
And I believe that it was actually Satan who seduced them, who convinced them, hey, you guys, you know, don't hang out with, with God, but mm-hmm. come and be your own God, mm-hmm. right? You don't need to serve these humans and serve God when you can come and they will all serve you. And he convinced them to then come down and to mate with these women, and so with obviously evil intent, mm-hmm. uh, but they were probably good when they now, what, started off this. Now, what kind of spawn did these women have? Well, again, they were they were hybrid creatures. Mm-hmm. So, are they these, still around? Pardon? Are they still uh, around? No, they died in the flood. Died in, so, so these hybrids just got killed naturally. So they were yeah. living, breathing, breathing entities. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, when Jesus cast the 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 uh, put the demons into the swine and the swine went over the cliff, did those demons drown or did they live? Well, the pigs drowned. Right. But the demons kept living. Right. So okay. demons are not subject to physical limitations. But again, they want to be in a body because it's much more comfortable for them mm-hmm. than being disembodied. When when, uh, when these uh, 200 came down to Mount Hermon, did they, did a, do you, I don't want to say speculate because you don't speculate, but I do. Uh, did a portal open? How do you see that as them coming down? Did it come out of a cloud? Did they materialize out of a different dimension? Well, again, so that would all depend on whether they were good angels at that point or they were already bad angels. I, I speculate that they may be, they may have been still in a, a good state, just like the angels that came to Sodom. They were good, right? But they, every angel has the potential to flip. They have the potential to become evil, but they first have to commit the crime to do the time, right? That's the basic idea. It's not the Minority Report where you can get arrested for a future crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, in God's economy, you first have to commit the crime and then you're punished. So these 200 angels, I think they came down, and they had the ability, uh, just like we see that angels do in the Bible, good angels, they can come. In fact, we're supposed to entertain people, because we might be entertaining angels, for all we know. Mm -hmm. Whereas fallen entities, they need some kind of mechanism to materialize in this world. Mm -hmm. uh, They need a body. Whether it's a board or blood, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's a pentagram or you know, various other mechanisms that the, you know, dark mm-hmm. arts may mm-hmm. afford them. But those all come at a cost. Mm-hmm. Whereas the good angels don't seem to need any kind of uh, door to come through. They can just... Are, are, bad angels, are bad angels beyond redemption? I believe so, yes. Yes, because they were in the presence of God. They've seen God's face. They know who God is. This is how not did, how did they expect to get How did they expect to get away with that? Well, uh, I, I believe that they thought that they were going to uh, be successful in the creation of these these hybrids, and that uh, that you know they just didn't foresee the flood. That's the mm-hmm. basic idea. Well, kind of another one I think is in the New Testament, didn't it? Say somewhere it says, "Had they known to crucify the Son of God, they never would have done it." I mean, so they can't. Does that mean that they can't see the future? They cannot see the future, but they can. Uh, they can prognosticate the future, right? Just like a, a really good weatherman can tell you what mm-hmm. the forecast is. Mm-hmm. And he might be, you know, he might be correct, but there's always that percent chance that he could be wrong, right? And mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, rain tomorrow, it's actually sunny, right? Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things happen. And Satan is very good at forecasting. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of data, he's got a lot of experience, 
and he can have these models by which he can forecast what he thinks is going to come, but he doesn't know the future. That's the real difference. Mm, that's good because he seems like he's always telling people the future is going to behold. Uh, I believe 3.0 says, what is the abomination? So the abomination is when the Antichrist goes into the temple and he declares himself to be God. That's the abomination. So he sets himself up as the idol. Is this, the, when you say temple, is that the body? Because the Bible says that the body is the temple of God. Is that is it that temple or is it on the, on the mount? I, I believe it's on the mount. Jesus said that when you see the abomination of desolation set up in the holy place, then you're to get out. So mm -hmm. it's hard to see. You know, I can't see if you have an abomination in your heart. Right? You can't see if I have one in my heart. So it has to be something that we can both objectively see, and that requires that there would be a temple. And mm -hmm. the simplest interpretation, because there was a temple standing uh, in those days, and they understood what the Kedoshah Kodeshim uh, was. They understood what that was. And so when Jesus said the holy place, they clearly understood what he was talking about. And that had happened, uh, you know, in their, you know, their, their, uh, relative past with uh, Antiochus Epiphanes, who also set up an abomination in the holy place. So this was already mm -hmm. something they fully understood. And then he said, as spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Mm -hmm. So we, we, ha we see there that this is going to be a real place. Now again, it, it may not be made out of big stones. It may just be a tent. It might be something that's very temporary structure, mm -hmm. but there's a, a very dedicated space with some kind of an altar that is truly uh, intended for sacrifices to the mm -hmm. Most High God. So we're talking about hybrids and uh, also talking about transhumanism and the, the lie, from what I gather, you said there's going to be a lie perpetrated human race that you'd be able to live forever. Uh, I guess brought to us by the beast, who's going to who's going to be in the selling. He's going to be in the commercial end of it, uh, selling it to the human race. But if somebody takes that, uh, and we're talking about the temple of God right now, of course you know that in First uh, Corinthians three seventeen it says, if any man defile the temple of God, then God will destroy him. Uh, is this cure or this 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 transhuman effect or vaccine or whatever it is? that people take so they can have eternal life or live longer, is that a defiling of their temple? Um, well, first of all, I, I don't think that taking the mark is the abomination of desolation. I would say that the mark, abomination of desolation is when the Antichrist goes and declares himself, as Paul said in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Mm -hmm. um, but when, when people take this and then they're transformed, I mean, the penalty for taking the mark of the beast is mm -hmm. is dire right? well, now, so now this is an angel from, from well, Doug, saying, don't take it okay well i'm, I'm not a, a biblical expert but i believe that what i'm talking about is scripture that's not related to the mark of the beast it has appears to be just random talk about the the body is the temple of god if any man defile his temple right. god will destroy him that didn't that seemed to be apart from the mark of the beast so right. concentrating but, on just so, the defiling but, of the yeah, temple the, 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 the language there in 1 Corinthians is actually in the plural. So he's talking about you, all the collective, the body, the people in of the church, if you will, hmm. uh, collectively are the temple of God, right? And then Peter makes the same reference, saying that we are all living stones. Well, yeah, so it says we're, if we're, any man... We're all it, part well, of this greater thing. I don't know. It says if any man, it seems very specific 
Yeah, well, I mean, again, it's it's talking about, that was 1 Corinthians 3? 3.17, yeah. Yeah. So it, it says if anyone, okay? So, you know, if anyone defiles the temple of God. So what is the temple of God? Again, the temple of God. Paul talks about this, how we are all built up, right? He says that, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's plural. Okay, dwells in you, you plural. So he's talking about you the temple, you, all of you members who are part of this church in Corinth, all of dwells, you together. Wait a minute, dwell, dwells would be an appropriate word. It wouldn't say dwell in you. Dwells means, in, to me, it means a moving and in, uh, inhabiting. Uh, you know, we move and breathe and have, in, in, we move and breathe in his being. That's, so that would be a plural there. So I'm not seeing where dwells comes up to a bunch of people. Well, I mean, dwell is singular. In you is plural. That, right. right. So, that means the act yeah. of dwelling. That means the Holy Spirit dwells in you, the act of dwelling. That's a, so again, that seems the act of dwelling in a singular person because it's, it's the, not singular, the previous it's part says if, a, if any man, not any group. Right. So if anyone defiles that temple, then the temple is defined as being a collective well, that can't be. Argument. Hold on, that can't be. That means if, if I defile my temple, and that means if I'm connected to this whole group, they're all doomed too. I think God holds us individually accountable in this situation. He's not saying if some part of you, of the temple being the group of church, you can affect the whole group. That's I'm not getting that there, Doug. Well, I mean, we all do affect the whole thing. So I. That means somebody can send me to hell if they're defiling their part. Their part of this grand temple. Um. Where does it say it's going to send you to hell? Uh. Well, it says God will destroy him again, singular. But maybe them. Maybe you put in them for you. But it says God will destroy them if whoever defiles their temple. He is whom God will destroy. So I would think that's a hell. I don't know. I mean, if you're destroyed, it doesn't sound like a good thing. Well, I, I think we're talking about two different things here. I mean, the temple, which, which temple you are, again, you is plural, right? So he's, he's talking about how you, plural, are the temple. Same thing that Peter says. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, etc. Right? So he's talking about how we, the body of Christ... That's what he's talking about. We are the body of Christ, not just not just me, but so if all the, of us if who the body in of Christ so are if part the, of it. Okay, so and let's read. If, well, wait a second. Okay. If, if I come in and then I start acting in a way that is not good, and I start defiling this collective temple, then God will destroy me. Okay, so yes, I will be destroyed if I start coming against the temple, which is the collective body, right? So yeah, I mean, my body is going to be destroyed for sure. But also, he's talking about if I come against the collective uh, temple, the collective body of Christ, then God will, will deal with me. So we need to rewrite that verse then. No, we just need to... If, if any group defile the temple... No, I didn't say that. If any man, you're right, if any one defiles the temple, but the temple is plural. The temple is made up of people, not just one person. That's the point. And that's what the that's what the grammar says. So, 
Okay. Yeah. We must have different. <laughs> we must have different versions, man. You must be reading NIV or something over there. I, I, I read the Greek. It, it says, it, the Greek. "It says if any man, I'll, I'll, I'll move on, but any man defile the temple, him specific that doesn't say, that doesn't say they shall be destroyed. I mean, it sure seems specific to me. Then right. if any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple is holy. But so anyway, we won't get the answer on that one tonight. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Doug's been great having you back on the program. Any final thoughts on how people can get this awesome book, uh, Corrupting the Image 2? Yeah, they can go to Amazon.com uh, and just put in the search term Corrupting the Image, or you can go to my website, DouglasHemp.com, and I have it there as an ebook. Uh, that people can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Doug Hamp, I appreciate you coming back on the show, man. It's been such a long time, man. Don't stay away so long. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, I appreciate you. Bye-bye.